Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Slow Your Roll. It is June 27th, back on a Monday. We've been consistent with this now on Mondays. So uh, the month of June just, uh, you know, it's almost over. Baseball season about to hit the dog days of summer. We'll have some uh, baseball talk today. The Red Sox had a perfect, perfect week against Detroit and Cleveland. Also some more things out of Cleveland now. Um, You know, the Browns, we're going to have some more talk about Baker and just what he should be doing and how someone needs to sit him down and talk to him. The Stanley Cup, the Avalanche beating. The Tampa Bay Lightning denying them that what would have been three straight cups and plenty of other news to talk about. Some dramas, contracts, all that kind of stuff. And even maybe uh, where some franchises should move. So we got plenty of stuff on the slate today. I'm Dominic Lorenzano alongside writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield. And with that, Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you to get us started. Thank you, Dom. I'm Jesse Caulfield. I'm writer for the Yaki Way Report. Um, and you know, we usually start off this show with one of us very upset about something, uh, and just have to get something off their chest, what have you. But like, it was just, you know, based on just where I work, I'm constantly around just games, game day. I'm at the stadiums on game day, like in and around Fenway and the TD garden. And like, I, I, I just... I was just couldn't help but like noticing. I was just thinking of things, and it's like I know this is like the city of Boston, and we're just we're packed so tight here, um, and like it's just where we decided to put the stadiums. But I just have like a burning question: Are every is everywhere in America are all your stadiums just as crappy as ours? <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible, because like Fenway is historic. Fenway is beautiful. The area is like. A vibe, mm-hmm. if you will. However, the gathering of just scum and uh, this is not going to be popular. Um, and just ugh, just that gathers around stadiums on game day. And I get it. Like you know, there's a lot of it's a gathering of people. Generally, they have money, especially for these Boston sports. Like you gotta have you gotta have money to go to these games. Um, so like, yeah, but it's just like. Like, it's especially bad. Like, Fenway's not that bad. Fenway used to be terrible. Going to Fenway as a kid, like, you needed you needed to be armed. I remember that. Like, you, not literally, because you can't bring it to the stadium. But, like, just getting there was just, like, you have to, like, go from bush to bush, like, just to get there. But, like, the garden is, like, they've tried so hard to gentrify it, and it looks nice. But, like, especially, like, there's a thing where, like, they really blend in. Like, you know, you get in all the pizzazz when you go into the game. Like, there's just so many people. There's the vendors. There's the, the smell of the stadium. Oh, it's just so much. It's like you love it. It's just all you're intoxicating. Um, but then the game starts. Everyone's inside. The streets are kind of empty again. And then you see all the, like, scum. <laughs> That's just there to leech off what's going on. And here's the thing. It's not just... Um, the homeless i don't want to say it because then it's like that's when it really is going to get controversial but it's the people that work there too i know i'm one of them um like the vendors and oh they're not gonna like me if they see this (laughs) so i know i talked to some of them but like they're always shady people there's the scalpers and one day there's there's gonna be a rant about them one day like i'll get to them one day the scalpers the scalpers no we're not even gonna go there yet 
but like they're shady people and it's just like like it's just wild times especially out in front of the the td garden like that stuff is turned especially during playoff time like you have now all these drunk people that are like you know in in the bars in like a and b burger and the harp and tits uh across from the garden uh, i was gonna say the fours but that doesn't exist anymore hurricanes um and you have the same thing in fenway all these bars the cast the cast is always a wild time but like is it this way across the united states do the scum always gather is it always a, a crap shoot like is it always just the disgusting is it always in a bad location because i've been to only several other st- other stadiums and it's like i've been to tampa oh, i've been to st petersburg um to see the tampa bay rays and like to say nothing about the stadium that trash stadium itself the area is just like okay there's nothing here except a stadium but okay there's a couple of restaurants and what have you but there's not that vibe it's not that game day vibe going on um i've been to toronto when i was a little kid to see the red sox play the blue jays up there the Astrodome. Um, but like, I we stayed in the hotel um, because we were rich white people back then. Um, so we didn't really leave much. And when we did, it was not game time. So there wasn't that bustling. So like, I don't know what it's like really there. We've been to Cincinnati. That wasn't a Red Sox game. That was the who gives a damn Nationals visiting the who gives a crap Reds. Uh, uh, Reds. Um, but we saw them. We saw them under the bridge. Yeah. We saw how crappy it can be there, too. So, like, is it like that everywhere? No. Now, obviously, it is in L.A., New York. Like, just obviously. Can't escape that. Everywhere you go um, in those cities. Um, and I assume it's that way in Florida. Hit or miss. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Like, I'm sure the Miami Heat have a problem. Um, but, like, I'm sure the Tampa Bay Lightning probably don't. I just assume that. Um, I can tell you it's not. But like Chase Field in Arizona is out in the middle of nowhere, so there's 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 not there's no crime in the desert, not anymore. <laughs> there is, uh, I I mean by the border there is. Um, That's true. Yeah, but out in Chase Fields, out in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing else around that. That's not the same gathering that you're talking about. Truist Park in Atlanta is beautiful. You can't even like get into the surrounding stadium. You don't really have tickets uh, and all the bars and restaurants and shops are all actually in the stadium confines. um, uh, I didn't mention Gillette Stadium. And that's because like that, that's, that's not, that's not in the city. No, that's in, that's in the forest. (laughs) That's in the forest. (laughs) It's in the forest in the middle of nowhere. Well, I mean, that's my point about Chase Field. Chase Field's in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere. In its own little town called Patriot Place. Um, but Truist Park uh, for Atlanta, you, I mean, the inside of the stadium is also like the streets of restaurants and bars and shops. Mm. So you don't really have an outside crowd being able to gather around the stadium. Uh, so Truist Park is lovely. Uh, you know, I thought Washington, D.C., surprisingly, was actually didn't have that same vibe around it that ah. the Fenway and the other things do. So, uh, Jesse, no, no, they're not all like that. Oh, okay. Just if you're going to plop I one... I assume Philly's like if that. If you're going to plop one in the middle of the city, 
a city, a big city, then you're probably going to get that. Yeah. You know, let me paint a picture for you people who have never been. Oh, uh, Philly is definitely like that. Well, we also drove by. Like, they have all their stadiums next to each other. Yes. So, like, obviously they're going to gather there. <laughs> obviously. Come on. Which is like, I don't even think that's a bad idea, Philly. It's just like, you're asking them to gather. You should do that in the forest if you're going to do that. Um, but anyway, let me paint a picture for you people. So, if you're going to go to Fenway... You probably took the train, mm-hmm. the subway. Um, you could drive in like a lunatic. Um, I drive in every single game. Yeah, but you don't park. I mean, you park somewhat near the stadium. Yeah. Not that close to the stadium. But like, I mean, <clears throat> and I don't know how much they do this for other places, but they have to shut down entire streets for these Red Sox to play a baseball game. Yeah. Just because of how tightly packed this city is. It's genius. It's genius built. Um these one ways to nowhere. Um, but like, there's still traffic going by anyway. Um, you have to go over a bridge. You have to go over a highway. You're, the stadium is on top of a highway almost. Um, like I said, it used to be a lot worse. They did build all these apartments and restaurants and what have you. But for the most part, it's just bars and parking lots and alleyways. That's all this place is. And then you have the garden, which is like, you have the hub on Causeway now. Which is all nice and grandeur and tall and whatnot. But like it's a gathering spot. You have the subway, you have the, the, the commuter rail, that's where it ends. Uh at least the northern part of it. Uh you have uh all those Italians in the north end. Um <laughs> right down. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but also like it was just like it was just a crappy part of Boston. It always was. And they've recently built it up like Haymarket's right over there. Like I've just watched people like just lay face down in the dirt and in Haymarket because they're like on heroin. And like they didn't get rid of the methadone clinic. So they're still there. I, what, I, I might edit out this opening rant. You bro. can't do that. Oh my gosh. We're done. We're done. <laughs> you have completely gone off the rails. Everyone knows the garden's terrible and that whole surrounding area. No, plenty of ballparks and places are not bad, especially if you build them away from the city themselves. <laughs> but if you're going to plop a ballpark in the middle of a major city, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> but at the same time, every time it's in... Uh, no, the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't say what I wanted to say, but like in the middle of nowhere, the fans complain. They do. I have to go out there to see a game. Yeah, they do. No, not do it. Most of them do just fine still. <laughs> All right. Uh, it depends. All right, we're done. <laughs> All right, it's a rapid fire news. <laughs> you have gone off the reservation, bro. I told you we need more of that here. <laughs> um. So we need less structure. The, the Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. They did it in six with a two to one victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning oh, last who night. Could have predicted that. I mean, you said seven, but did I say seven? I'm pretty sure you said seven. Okay. Um, I mean, you're. I mean, you were like me. I was off by just one game too. I don't remember if I said game. I definitely didn't say game from the beginning. I meant like for the NBA championship, I was off by one game. Oh. Well, I just had it from the get-go. So congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to have more to talk about on that. Brooks no, Kepka joins the Live Golf Tour, another major name, and one that actually is still good. <laughs> <laughs> Has now left the PGA. Uh, Oregon officials, by the way, where 
Live Golf is going to have an event, uh, are saying that they are opposed to Live Golf being there and all this other stuff. Oh, I'm no. sure we'll, we'll get to this again eventually because it seems a lot like to me like nobody hates free market more than, you know, big business. But hey, whatever. What do I know? <laughs> Also, the Boston Red Sox, perfect 6-0 and since we last did the show, sweeping the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians, the worst name in all of sports. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, this, I, I believe this was the first time they've played the Guardians since they've changed that name. Yes. And hearing the announcers just say it again and again, it's just cringe after oh, cringe. Oh, I, re- I do think they, have the, I think they have the worst name in all of professional sports. Maybe. I can't think of one that's worse. The Commanders. We'll have to go through this, but no, Commanders is not as bad as Guardians. It is, it's also up there as one of the worst in sports. No, I, I don't think it's good. Like, you had, you went from, I mean, say what you want if it's racist or not, but Indians was a good name. Yeah. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah. It rolls off the tongue. It do. The Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> I wish. A mouthful. I wish we went. We go back on all the old footage. And we edit it. And bleep it out every time. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all right, but so the Sox are beginning a three-game set now. Uh, they begin it today against the Toronto Blue Jays, um, who they have overtaken for second place in the AL East. Hooray! So kind of a big series. Also, per the Wall Street Journal and some other sources, the NFL is pushing for a one-season ban for Deshaun Watson as the NFL suspension hearing kicks off tomorrow. (laughs) So that news could be right down the pipeline. Also in the news, as reported on, Jacoby Brissett is in line to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. As Baker has made it clear, he does not intend to play for Cleveland. And the Browns also have made it clear they do not seem to want him there either. And finally, for our last piece of news, Tony La Russa, White Sox have another great season, told uh, told him and told so the fans know when these guys are jogging out routine outs, he told the players to slow down, slow their roll yeah. on running down the first pace if it's a routine plea because they need to save their legs and not get injured, which I will say, I get your point, Tony, you have dealt with some injuries but you're not playing well, and I don't think that's a great mentality to have. I think, you know, habits bleed into other things and certainly is not going to be great good for the fan base. But you know what? He's a dead coach watching, uh, walking anyway. So, you know what? whatever with the White Sox. There's a phrase, dinosaur. Oh, 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 he is a dinosaur. He, he is the, yeah, he is just he's, the walking. He's the rambling old man. Just like, <laughs> you don't. Bank. Uh, you don't know what we're, the game we're playing anymore, dude. <laughs> you just you don't you're not a part of this anymore. You're not a part of this anymore. All right, and with that, that has been rapid fire news. We will move on to the Boston Red Sox, who've completed a three game sweep over the Guardians and a three game sweep over the Tigers. So they are rocking and rolling. I think that's what they've won seven straight series right now. Um, they've won seven straight games also at this point, 42 and 31, taking over the second spot in the AL East, 11 back of the Yankees, who continue to just play absolutely insane uh, baseball, despite splitting a four-game set with Houston. But we've talked about the injuries. We've talked about the bullpen. talked about the guys. You know, Chris Sale just made a, a rehab start, I believe, or at least a rehab outing, correct? He's scheduled to make one. Oh, he's that's right. He's scheduled to make one. 
But I want to talk about something else with the Sox. We talked about this last week, I believe, which is when is it time to sit Dahlbeck? And I feel like they've already started to do that. I've seen Cordero play first base multiple times now. I think they're kind of platooning. Um, not that Frenchie is amazing uh, either. He's hitting 228 with three homers and 20 knocked in, which is still better than Dahlbeck, who has played most of the season, has less RBIs, has a 200 batting average and five home runs. So he's still been better than Bobby. But this is absolutely abysmal production out of what is supposed to be a very offensive position. And it's something that the Sox addressed last year when they got Schwarber. So I want to see, what is on the market right now, and do you think the Sox make a move for a first baseman? Uh, mm, do I think they'll make a move? I don't know. Well, listen, because they never want to spend the money on pitching, and they have sale coming back, so. True. And, like, but, like, I don't know. I feel like they'll just be like, we tried it last year. It was kind of a, it kind of didn't really work. So we're just. It, it, he was fun, and like his hitting was good. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, oh, we just don't, we just can't find a good quality first baseman. <laughs> Even though like, there are several on the market. Who are you looking at at the market right now? Who would you want to bring in? Uh, I mean, the first name I saw was C.J. Crone, mm-hmm. and I don't want him. For one, because the price will be really high because of how well he's doing, and it's like I don't want to bring in another Rocky mm. that Coors effect. And he's got he's uh he's got two years or he's got this year and another year left on his contract. So yeah, he's not getting paid that much though, is he? No, but he wouldn't be a rental. No, like I prefer rentals right now. Why they have no long term answer at first base. So all right, you can then one, but then there'll be a free agent one day. You know, like uh, kind of maybe what they should have tried to do with like a Freddie Freeman. Although I didn't want to pay a Freddie Freeman mm. um, this off season, so I was fine with it. I guess this off season. Yeah. But like, you just pay one. All right. <laughs> There's also Josh Bell, although he will be a high asking price. I, I did see that name. That's on there. a bit much for me. I don't really want to bring in Bell. I would be fine with CJ Grone. <clears throat> mm. I mean, if they did it, I'd be like, okay. He's 32 years old. Uh, right now he's hit 17 home runs, 53 knocked in, and batting 303. So, I mean, like, th- that's not going to last. He's not quite that good. No, and also if you take him out of Coors, it's like, I mean, it was, what's that? Like, it's actually like 290 with 14 <laughs> home runs and, maybe. what would you say, 50-something RBIs? Yeah. So, like, 43 RBIs. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, some other ones: Joey Votto, Christian Walker. Uh, I take Votto. I w- just because I'll uh, buy the Votto jersey. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> nah. No. He can walk and get on base. <laughs> I do not want Joey Votto. I don't think Votto has anything. He's also a lefty. Votto doesn't have anything left in the tank. He has been abysmal this year. You know, and if he went, maybe if he was actually chasing a championship, he'd probably find something in that Listen, tank. my dad's on the same wavelength as you. I mean, I don't know if he really is. He, he didn't say for sure he wants him. He just said maybe that could resurrect it. But he's 38 years old. I would take him. Betting 213 with five homers and 23 knocked in. Listen, Damn. if I'm going to go and get Putting Votto, Bobby in the dust. and I'm going to go get... That's not that much <laughs> different than Bobby. 
But he's better at fielding. He is better at fielding than Bobby. And he's cooler. But if I'm going to go get somebody, I want to know that they're going to be better than the production that I have so far. And I don't think you know that with Joey Votto now at 38 years of age and batting 213. Uh, I, I, I think it will be better. You could take a flyer on another red, which is Mike Moustakis, who oh, I'm wow. sure would be extremely cheap. And play, what, six games for you? Uh, true. I'm not saying he's top of my list. I'm just saying. Here's another one. What? Jesus Aguilar. He will be expensive. You think it'll be that expensive? Yes. He's been a consistent, consistent hitter now for like three years. I mean, he's good at hitting. Like, he'll give you instant offense, but he's not really going to get on base for you. Yeah, but this consistent production that he brings mm. to the table. Like, come on, dude. You certainly think he'll be way more expensive than like a Josh Bell or... A- no, I don't think he'll be more expensive than Josh Bell. I think he'll be about... He'll be a similar asking price, maybe a little bit less. But, I mean, listen, he hit... And he's doing this in Miami, by the way, which is maybe like the worst hitter's ballpark, by the way. Last year, 23 home run, uh, twenty-three doubles, 22 home runs, 93 RBIs, and a two sixty-one batting average. So far this year, two fifty-six batting average, 9 homers, 31 knocked in, 12 doubles. So he's been a consistent production at a pretty cheap price. Mm. So he's older than Josh Bell and not having nearly as good a season. So he won't. the asking price for him won't be as high, but I think the asking price will be pretty decent. And I don't really know if I want to spend that, though I think it's an interesting one. I, 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 if they did it, I wouldn't be upset. I would be like, okay, it's a nice haul. And if we're still in second place in the AL East by trading deadline time, I might be like, all right, let's do it. What do you do with Bobby then? Do you send him down? Yeah, you do. Okay. Or you just have him... Sp- Sit in platoon. Think about what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, this becomes super easy, by the way, if you bring in a left handed bat at first base, right? Yeah. Because Bobby will just play against lefties. With the way Aguilar's a righty. No, I know. I said if you brought in a left handed bat. Well, if you brought in a left handed bat, then. Why would oh, wait, Bobby wait, play I mean, Bobby is a lefty. I was, yes. I'm getting them mixed up now. You You're mean right. you brought a right-handed bat? Yeah, if you brought in a right-handed okay. bat. You confused me. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. If you brought in a right-handed bat. But no, at that point, because Bobby would be playing most of the days. No, you'll go with Aguilar still. Most days. And anytime Bobby wants to play, it's when Aguilar <laughs> needs a day off. sit down and shut up. <laughs> no, you're going to send Bobby down. I think you probably send Bobby down at this point. Do you have any hope left for him? Because I don't. I, I'm I'm done. I'm out. He's not even yeah. that young. He's like 26, 27. I feel like he could be... He hasn't changed a single thing. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know. Listen, there's, there's someone somewhere could maybe be like, just knock some sense into him. But it's not here. <sighs> do I have any really hope from here? No. But do I have hope from somewhere? Like, you had no hope for Michael Chavis, and he's doing all right in Pittsburgh. So far. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, do you think they can continue, though, with this? With, with this Frenchie and Bobby Dahlbeck at first? Oh, yes, I, I think the Red Sox could. 
Should they? No. No, but do you think they could they could and still get to where they want to be? No. Okay. Thank no. you. I don't agree with that. I don't think they can either. No. Because if, if your back on the lineup is going to be this bad and your bullpen is going to be this team is not going to get and miss. You, you, this team is not going to get you where you want to be. I don't care. You're ahead of the Blue Jays. I still assume they're going to get better as this year goes on. Oh, they will. And like, you're not better than the Yankees. No. So you're probably not better than the Astros. I know you. Ha- I know you. Oh, have, you, oh I you know they're not well better. I know they're not better than the against Astros. them. But like, you're probably not better than the Mets. You're probably not better than the Dodgers. No, oh, no. I'm not saying, listen, I never said championship. I just said viable win more than a wild card game. Uh, how does that work this year? Oh, it's a mess. There's like nine wild card teams. Listen, I hate Rob Manford so much. Like, I truly don't understand how the playoff structure works anymore. <laughs> I got to go look. He's just making it so complicated. Didn't We didn't need to do this. No. It's ridiculous. I thought I thought it was really stupid when you did the two wildcard teams and they play one single game. Yeah, you play 162 games, not play one game. <laughs> Who cares if one of you might have 90 wins and the other one 84? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, like you have th- like yeah, there's three wildcard teams right now. It's Boston, Tampa, and Toronto. Which I know is, it's all three ALS teams. Really funny. I know. Um, well, I mean, think of it. The other but, two divisions are bad. Yeah. Yeah. The West is bad. I mean, the Rangers, I was going to say, the West the, ain't that bad, but it's like, no, the West is bad. The, the West is terrible, dude. The Rangers are in second place, and they don't have a 500 record. Uh, but, like, uh, the Angels started out okay. Texas has been better than I thought. Yes. And, like, there's no way Seattle's this bad, right? Oh. You can't spend that much money and be this bad. Uh, apparently, you can. I mean, you could like cause San Diego had that year where they just threw money at everybody and it didn't work. But like, this it did. But like, I don't know. I know Seattle thinks they had a core there already at least. Yeah, and these are good players. And Ty France is hitting. I don't know. I <laughs> to most mostly it's been the pitching that's been awful. Yeah, but I mean the hitting's been disappointing. Like uh, Winker and True Suarez. Winker. <laughs> Jesse Winker had himself a night yesterday. Yeah. That was a great brawl. But anyway, back to the Sox for a second here. <laughs> if you could, who would you bring in? Who is your guy that you want to bring in? I mean, Josh Bell. Okay. But like, it's expensive. But I'm saying. But you have to ask me. Reasonable, who's... but like for the price, not just perfect world. Well, that's not what you said. Oh, my God. You asked me who's my if guy. you were the GM, who would you bring in? I'd be like, listen, John. You're going to die soon. Just deep into that pocket. Spend it while you got it. Uh, <laughs> you want to bring in a big... And then I get fired for that. <laughs> uh, but like, I, Aguilar. I mean, I prefer Aguilar. Okay. Cheap. One year. Cheaper, yeah. I like him. Okay. So you want to bring in Jesus. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I wish I'm, he was a lefty, though. No, I know. I do, too. That's probably that's probably about where I, I, I draw the line at. I don't want to really spend it on Josh Bell. I feel like he's pinning way better this season than what he really is he can be a hot and cold guy and now he's been hot so i run the risk of him going ice cold when he gets here here's what you really do you say screw first base you sell your soul and you get Juan soto <laughs> and then you say screw this year and two years will be great the the nationals i think have already said they're not going to trade soto mm. i know we'll see we'll see how long that lasts but 
I mean, at that point, would it, how would that even work? Uh, you give them several pieces. I guess. I don't even think they have the guys to get for that. But uh, on that case of pieces now, Duran, he's hitting the cover off the ball right now. Right now. He's playing his way into a starting job. Who's going to lose their job? Uh, I mean, JBJ, I guess. Probably. Here's the thing. I still think it would... It might be Kike, just because he's a utility player and he can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, JBJ is like... I mean, obviously, he's only outfield and he can play pretty much anywhere in the outfield, but you prefer him to be... I mean, actually, you prefer him to be center field. Mm-hmm. But, like, I prefer... I personally prefer him to be right field. Mm-hmm. Um... But he is a center fielder. So I say I think they might sit Kike, although I don't want them to sit Kike. And I don't think they should sit Kike when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I don't think is supposed to be that long. Mm. Um but like you can go like I guess you I said for like two years at this point, or I guess a year and a half, like I like Kike, but he leaves up a lot to be desired as your number one. But I guess you can go Duran mm. in center. And then you can go Devers, uh, what Devers, Bogarts, Martinez. Um, who do they usually go after that? What do you mean? In, uh, in the lineup. Well, what they've been doing, they've been. I mean, yesterday it was Duran, Devers, Martinez, Bogarts, Verdugo, Story, Cordero, Vasquez, Bradley. Oh yeah, Story. Who you hate for some reason, but he's been him. extremely productive. I know he, he's I know he's hitting two twenty seven, but he seems to always drive guys in. He's so hot and cold. I yeah, but you knew that when you got him. Yeah, and that's what I was like. That's not what you need. Uh, I disagree, but mm. you have three elite offensive players in the middle of your lineup: Endeavors, Martinez, and Bogarts. Verdugo is a nice offensive player too. I'm I'm cool with Story. He's been very good. He also plays a fantastic defensive second base. Sh- sure. Yeah, that's been good. Uh, but like, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so and what I'm looking at here, right? <clears throat> it's got to be Bradley. Bradley, Bradley, or I mean, I guess Kike. I would say I would I would say it's probably Kike. For whatever reason, they seem so loyal to Jackie Bradley Jr. I don't know why. And Kike hasn't hit at all this year, so Kike might be out of a job when he comes back. And then Kike will just play against lefties. Which, by the way, that was more his role in Los Angeles anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. And at the end of the day, haven't we always said he's still kind of a utility player? I mean, he definitely is. A super utility player. He can still play anywhere. But just they don't need him to this year. But, like, well, like last I mean, year. I, I think in a perfect world, I think on most teams, no, Kike shouldn't be an everyday player. Wasn't it last year? Like, he started the first five games at five separate positions? Yes. Like, so I I think because I think you're right because of the versatility. I mean I I mean I said it first, but I texted you about it, what two days ago? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was yesterday. I think Kike Kike will not have a starting job when he comes back. Here's the thing: I think he should over Bradley. I just don't think they will. Mm. So like that's why because you're right. Like I feel the same way. Like they are they are loyal to Bradley. For and I also reason. think like like all right you tra- you traded away Renfro who had a really good season last year for Bradley, and it's like well we can't just sit him. Yeah. Yeah. And like I I you know 
his his defense is and here's the thing, Kike has been great in the field also, but like I mean Jackie Bradley's just that guy in the field. Uh-huh. Um so Yeah. So let's bring in Jesus Aguilar. And uh Kike is gonna he can bat behind Martinez. Kike is gonna be out of a starting job. Duran will be your everyday center fielder now, Bradley and right, and uh Verdugo and left. It's a lot of lefties. <laughs> Uh, beats having way too many righties that they've had for the last year and a half. No, I agree. 100%. But that's another reason why you can do Aguilar. You don't need a left-handed bat at first, then. Yeah, because you do have Duran. Yeah, you have Duran. Your entire outfield right now, we've just said, is all left-handed. Yeah. And then you got Kike for... Kike. Will probably play for either Duran or Bradley against lefties, most likely. Yeah. How would that lineup look to you? Let's, Let's say... They bring in Aguilar, right? Duran is your everyday center fielder now. Well, how do you how do you change this lineup right now? This is the lineup they went with yesterday again: Duran, Devers, Martinez, Bogarts, Verdugo, Story, Cordero, Vasquez, Bradley. I think you just slot Aguilar after Martinez and move everybody back and take out because Cordero was first base, right? Yes. So and then you just take out Cordero. Yeah. So you're gonna have an all righty middle of the order though. Three, four, five. Uh, well, it's uh, but who do you put there? Oh, here's I know you know you could no, you could slide you could slide you could uh, back you, Devers up, switch you, Devers and Bogarts. You could do that. You could put Xander there and then have Bogarts move down. I mean, you could put Xander second. Well, maybe you could and do have Devers move down. Aguilar fifth and Devers fourth. You could do that too. And put Xander second. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, perhaps. Because I don't, don't, I don't really get Bogarts in the middle of the order any, anyway. He is so not. I think power. The, okay, I think the problem is is they like Martinez behind Devers because JD is Devers protection. But like, if I, Aguilar is behind Devers, do you really need to pitch to Rafi? Um, I mean, that's still a threat. It is, but it's not the same level. I guess. I kind of, I get it. But I would probably, here's what I'd probably do. I'd probably go Xander second, Devers three, Martinez um, four, Verdugo five, Aguilar six, Story seven. That's how I would do it. Because you know how these guys are with the righty-lefty stuff. You can be like... Well, you yeah. know, I'd rather pitch to Verdugo than JD, but you know, oh, it's a righty lefty. I can't, you know sure. what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's probably how I would do it. Okay. All right. Playing GM. Good times ahead. Let's get Jesus Aguilar now. I like that lineup. That lineup sounds really good, doesn't it? Pretty good. Trevor Story's hitting seventh. Yeah. It's also been 220. Yeah, with how many RBIs? Uh, 50. And 11 home runs. And playing <laughs> second base. Nah, that's yeah. pretty good. All right. I think that's it. We're, we're good on the Sox. The GM playing right now. Let's let's get Jesus Aguilar. Let's make this lineup as dangerous as everybody else in the AL East. All right. We're going to take a quick, a quick break, and then we will come back. We'll talk more about Baker and the Browns and some Stanley Cup finals. All right. So stick with us, guys.
And we are back here with Slow Your Roll. Oh, my headset's not working. What's up with that? Oh, no. All right, technical difficulties. We're back, though. We're good. We're good. All right, so we are back here at Slow Your Roll, and, and we're not really going to talk about the Deshaun Watson part this much. I'm going to talk specifically about the Baker Mayfield stuff, which we talked about before, and it came out, you know, it seems like the Browns are going to go with Jacoby Brissett. Baker has already said he's not interested in playing for them. Cleveland doesn't want to deal with it either, but I will say this. As an open thing to Baker Mayfield, if anybody is in his circle, his agent, someone at this point needs to sit Baker Mayfield down and be like, dude, you should hit up the Browns and say that you are willing to play for them this year. That I don't think there's any way that Baker can come out of this looking bad if he plays for the Browns. Most of the public now is kind of on your side. You played for them injured last year, and then they decided to bail on you for a dude with 24 sexual assault cases. I think people feel for you a little bit, okay? You still need to audition for another starting job eventually, right? Because you're not going to stay in Cleveland long term. You get paid your I know. I, I think he's going to get paid his money no matter what, but it's just it's a better look. It's an audition for other teams. And you know what? You will get the fans on your side. You will give the middle finger to the ownership and the in the front office that bailed on you because you can make them look stupid. You can make the fans will get back on Baker's side if he decides to come back and play for them and they have a good season, which they should because this roster is good and when healthy, Mayfield is totally, totally capable. But his agent, his friends, someone needs to sit Baker down and say, listen, you need some tape, some good tape after the rough play last year to audition for your next job. You will get the fans back on your side. You will get the NFL media and all these people back on your side after what's been a rocky, rocky last season and off season. You can get everyone back on your side and you can stick it to the Browns front office and make them look bad. (laughs) Damn, that really stunk that the tripod fell over. But someone needs to talk. That was wild. Someone needs to sit Baker down and tell him that this is in your best interest and you can stick it to ownership and you can audition perfectly for your next job. Baker of Bayfield should play next year for Cleveland. He's got to give them a call back. So you're going to keep that in for the Instagram, right? I don't know. Who knows? Like, that's that's gold. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we talked about this last week. So, I mean, there's not much really I can add. Like, I, I, you know, I mean, if it seems to be kind of set in stone that the Browns would just be like, no. Okay, but if, but if, Baker, um, but if, Baker, if Baker's agent or Baker even himself listen. gave them a call right now and said, all right, you know what? I was pissed, but it's over now. I'm ready to get over it, and let's, let's go win some football I just, games. I just don't think she's ready to get the you up text. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying, like I just don't. <laughs> you don't think the Browns are? No, I just don't think she wants it anymore. Yeah. I just I think she moved on. Is it Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. Okay. Someone that'll treat her right. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. He um, behaves. I mean, listen. good for Jacoby. Find another job. Here's the thing. If if that's legit, right? Let's say let's say Cleveland. Let's say what you just said. Let's say even if. Baker Mayfield did that with his agent and called them, right? If that came out that Cleveland then denied him, right? Then you roll through the season with Jacoby Brissett, 
you're not very good because it's Jacoby Brissett. Again, that's just going to make front office and ownership look even worse. Mm. And Baker can sit there being petty and be like, it, it, no matter what, to me, Baker can't lose in this situation now if he just says he's going to play. Mm. Either he but, plays, but it, they play well, they win some games, and he has good tape now for, for his next starting job, or he releases the report that he would play for them and releases the report Cleveland denied him and said they don't want him anymore. Cleveland wins six games, plays terrible because it's Jacoby Brissett, and Browns fans are mad at ownership. But then if you call and they say no, you're that guy that called and then, like, got no return. It's like, loser. No, I don't think people (laughs) people aren't going to see it that way, dude. But I will. Yeah, just because you want to make this a dating analogy between a, a guy and a girl. Uh, we're having fun. We are having fun. <laughs> but don't you think, what what happens if they release that report? Um, then we're sitting here 12 weeks into the season, and the Browns have four wins. Honestly, I don't think that really does much for Baker. Because, like, I feel like a lot of teams would just be like, yeah, I'd hang up the phone on him, too. Clearly not. Because it seems like there are some teams who want him. There's always someone that wants them. Yeah. Greg Hardy had a job. <clears throat> and it's like, it, it, if it were up to the owners and the teams, mm-hmm. like, Ray Rice would still be playing? Like, all these dudes would still be playing? Well, no, because Ray Rice wasn't good anymore. I guess. But, like, if the point is, like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for public... Uh, perception, like all these woman beaters would still have jobs. Probably. So, obviously there's a job somewhere for Baker Mayfield. Mm. But, like, I don't see if he calls, if he sends the U up text, and the Browns text back, new phone who dis. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't, and then uh, Baker comes out and be like, yo, she ghosted me. Um, <laughs> this is going well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think that helps Baker Mayfield with really anything. I think it at least I think it at least helps him at least look better when they're losing all these games and the Browns fans are mad. Mm. And what? Maybe he wins you two more games. No. Come on, dude. He wins more than that. He got him to a playoffs. So? I'm not even the biggest Baker fan of the more, but stop. Absolutely no. No. Here's no, the thing. if Baker Jacoby Mayfield Brissett- plays no, no, no. If Baker Mayfield plays for Cleveland and he's healthy, they're winning eight, nine games at okay. least. Okay. I was gonna say Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett's winning five or six. I was gonna say that those exact numbers. Oh, okay. So like Th- there's a massive difference between five and six and going nine mm. and eight. All right, here's the thing. I was going to say he's going to win you five. Jacoby Brissett's going to win you five to six games, and Baker's going to win you seven to eight. No, no. Oh, more than that. Seven to eight is a huge difference between eight and nine, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is, actually. Going seven and nine is very different. Mm-hmm. One game. Oh, well, seven and ten now, actually. Well, I just mean the win total. No, I know. I think if I think if Baker played for Cleveland, they'd go nine and eight. Okay. That gets you into the playoffs. Mm, Sometimes. Maybe. We don't know. Sometimes. Allegedly. 
a it legend. Could. In a perfect world, actually, in a no, in a perfect world, it wouldn't, mm. because crappy teams shouldn't make the playoffs. It's too many playoff spots. I agree there. Did anyone need those those early playoff games last year? They were all they were both terrible. I had the greatest the time Eagles, of my life the Eagles, watching the Eagles get stomped. I mean the Steelers. No, the Eagles had uh, a bad time too. No, they did. But I thought I thought you'd have more fun watching the Steelers get stomped. I couldn't remember the other team, <laughs> so I went with the Eagles. Ah, oh, remember Kansas City ran out of fireworks. It was that forgettable. Kansas City ran out of fireworks. Remember? Yeah. For all the times they scored. You know, it was a good first half though. It was. People forget that. I know it was. It was like kind of competitive. All right, I think we're good. Jesse, yeah, this is your time now. Take it away. Ahem. Give me a moment. <clears throat> so, Stanley Cup's wrapped up last night. Yes. I was correct. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and talk about how correct I was throughout this entire playoffs. Because I nailed it. Avalanche. They beat the, they beat the Lightning in the finals. I called it. Called it from, called it from the beginning. Yeah. So, but I don't care about that. Nobody cares about that. Who gives a damn? What really people care about is that the Lightning finally taken down. Someone finally took this team down. And I said it, I don't know if it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. I think it was, it was two weeks. It was last week. Uh, I was going to say, I think it was two weeks ago. But okay. No, it was Brian, Brian was on last week. Brian. Um, <laughs> anyway. But I said, now I did say it more of like if the Lightning gets smoked, like we will remember this team as a fake it's just this fake dynasty type thing. However, they didn't get smoked. It was a pretty good series. It was some very exciting games, even in the blowouts. But, like, I still think this legacy is all in all. Because, now, if you look back, there should there's asterisks next to these championships. You have There has to be. The first one is the COVID-shortened season. The one was, like, they played the normal. The Bruins were the best team in the NHL because of the season was shortened. Now, they could have lost that place if they played the whole season, but they got the President's Trophy for best team in the NHL, then got the fourth seed because of the little play-in tournament they did. Team, that, that little break really messed with some teams, helped others. The Coyotes made the playoffs because of it. Like, that wasn't supposed to happen. <clears throat> and then the Lightning, they played Florida in the first round. And they always have Florida's number. Florida, that was... That was that Florida team was not even close to as good as this Florida team was, and they got Florida. And they always have Florida's number. Walk in the park. They then got, actually, I believe they got Columbus first. Mm-hmm. I would go to my notes, but I can't, or I'd stop the video. So this is going to be a little bit messier than I wanted it to be. But whatever. Uh, anyway, they made it to the finals pretty easily, mm. and they actually they also did play. They played the Islanders. Because they always ended up playing the Islanders. Who was the best thing about them was their coach, Barry Trotz. Mm. And then they got the Dallas Stars in the final, a team that's like, who picked? No one picked them. They shouldn't have been there. They kind of stumbled their way into the finals. And, you know, through all all, they benefited and they got their cup. They got their cup that they were playing, uh, that they stacked up years for. And then the next season, you had the awkward divisions. You only played within division for the entire year. And then you get to the playoffs, and you started in division anyway. Um, and they got, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, wait, that's when they got Florida first. Excuse me. 
getting was getting ahead of myself. They got Florida, who they always have their number, beat on them. Uh, they then got the Bruins, right? Mm-hmm. I can't, I, dude. I wish I can go to my notes. It's ruining the video. But anyway, they ended up playing the Islanders again. Oh, excuse me, it was the Hurricanes, and it was a young Hurricanes team. But then they got the Islanders again. Best thing about them was the coach. And then you got the Montreal Canadiens, a team that, if it was a normal season, would have no business being in the playoffs whatsoever. A team that was showed their true colors this year, who had the one of the worst seasons in the history of the NHL. So that's who the Canadians really were in that final, and that's who you played. Walk in the park final. So you get these two finals, or you get these two victories. Yes, there's asterisks. And I'm someone that says, as time goes on, you forget the asterisk, you remember the championship. And if you're someone, like if, if the Bruins won either of those finals, you can give me the asterisk, I'll still take the victory. And I'm sure Lightning's fans feel the same about both, and they should. However, the point I'm making here is, as time goes on, we will forget these asterisks, but we'll also forget these two back-to-back cups. More than probably any other team to go back-to-back. And maybe anything because of this. And then you get to this year. And it's like, yes, I picked them to make the finals, but like, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw just how the matchups were laid out, and like, to be honest, I can't believe people more people didn't pick with me because I felt it was so obvious from the get go. Like you had Toronto, and I said it, they're going seven. Toronto's losing at seven, and that's exactly what happened because that's just what Toronto does. That's exactly what Toronto does. It was so easy for the Lightning. The Lightning had to do nothing. It was set for them because they had Toronto. They then got, <clears throat> I don't remember. Mm. Who did I pick? They then got Florida. Always forgetful Florida. They got a team that, again, I knew was just going to choke because that's what they do. I don't care how good of a season they had. I said they were going to be the best regular season team, and I said they were going to choke in the playoffs, and that was a perfect for the for Tampa. It was just set up. It was too easy. Guaranteed walk to the final. Now, I did say they were going to play Hurricane or the Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference final. They got the Rangers instead, which was probably better for them. You got a younger team, a team with zero experience, and you jumped all over that, uh, which you, which is what you've captured on before when you were playing Florida in the past, when you were playing um, the Hurricanes in the past. And then you made the finals against a real team. You played easily the best team. You know, it should be. It's in the Stanley Cup Finals. But easily the best team by far that you've played to this point. And, like, f- worlds above the Stars, worlds above um, the Canadians. And you were clearly the second best team. Hurricane, uh, the, the Avalanche were so far ahead of you. So that's why, like, we will forget this back-to-back cups. We will forget this legacy that the Lightning so right. desperately wanted you, to put. You contradict yourself because at the bar. How is that contradiction? You, no, 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 no. At the bar when we were playing the show. Like, well, you didn't listen. Well, you were on your, no, 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 no. You say asterisks fade. Yeah. I, you didn't listen. You were literally on your phone. I literally addressed that. No, I know. But you're going to say that we don't remember the Lightning as being that great now. Yeah, I know what I said. You didn't listen to anything I said. <laughs> I read. I listened. No, you're on your phone. I said I, asterisks fade because they do. Yeah. In time, we will forget the asterisks. We will remember the championship. But we will forget this back-to-back cup team more than any other team. Okay. Even though the asterisk fades, we'll forget the back-to-back cup team? Yeah. Okay. What is, why is that hard to wrap your head around? I just think it's weird. Why? I don't think we'll forget it that much. Now, why? if we want to have a debate about asterisks from what I was told and learned and looked up, the first one 
totally has an asterisk. I mean, they both should have an asterisk. Those were not normal seasons under normal circumstance. I don't think. I think a lot of people put asterisks on those ones. You know what's funny is I feel like we put less asterisk next to the Dodger one that went through COVID, but no one takes the Laker one seriously, and I'm sure plenty of people put an asterisk next to the Lightning one. Why do the Dodgers get a pass? I don't think they do. I feel like Here's the thing. I think the Dodgers I, themselves I, don't give themselves give themselves a pass for that. I'm sure if because they, they try. They still want like they still get one one hard. They do, and they themselves are just kind of like, yeah, that was nice, and like we'll cherish this, especially if that's all we'll get. But like they don't really seem to hold that in high regard. I don't know. Or I, should they? I feel like for some reason we we don't care so much about that one. Maybe just because they were always right there. So also, maybe because the World Series was great. That too. There was also that too. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think Tampa's second one is legit. I know that mm. you only played in division, but if you're still playing a regular oh, season, then there's no break in between and all that. I mean, I I still think that's a legit. Champion. You were also thirteen. That second one, you were also thirteen million dollars over the cap. Which, like, yes, in the playoffs there is no cap, so you can do that. But you literally kept Stamkos and Kucherov on the injured list way longer than they should have been just so you can circumvent the cap. Everyone knew they were healthy. You couldn't have done that in the normal regular season? I mean, you can. Vegas was literally doing it the whole year, and everyone knew they were doing it this season. They sucked at it. They didn't even make the playoffs. (laughs) But, like, everyone was just like, oh, yeah, we all know Kucherov and Stamkos are healthy and can play. But, like... You're not gonna t- you're gonna pretend they're still injured and not let them participate with the team because yeah. you then have to pay them. Mm. And it's like screw you. And it's like yes, this is how they, these teams find the loopholes. That's how the rules change and blah blah blah. So it's like there was technically nothing illegal about it, but it's just like, oh, your team is thirteen million dollars better than anyone else's is allowed to be. Oh, obviously you're gonna win. And they march to the in- they. Never even came close. I think they lost one game in each series. Really? I think that's all it was. I don't know. When you're that dominant, I think, I, I think it, whatever. Yeah, when you're $13 million more. And here's the thing. In the NFL, that's not much. So? MLB, that's not much. The NHL, that's a lot of money. Yeah. To be, more than, to be better than everybody else. More than $10 million better than everyone else. All right. Do you think it's over for the Lightning? No, they'll compete next year. All right. Like you know, they still still get players on that team. It's just like you know, they're they'll they'll fade into obscurity. What likelihood do you think we have the same matchup again next year? Zero point zero. Really? Why? Because I don't think the Lightning are going to get there anymore. I think they will. Like I said, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be competing, but like they're not going to make it. And like, I don't. I don't think the Avalanche are going to do this again. Come on, the Avalanche aren't going to do this again. Okay. You think right. people realize they can just skate right through Kale McCarr? Mm. Con Smythe winner, yay! UMass product, good for him. But like, he's not Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr could play better defense than that. Mm. Kale McCarr is very exciting. Brings a lot of offense to the table as a defenseman, and that's nice. He's not that great defender. Mm. All right. That's fine. And like you know, I mean, you think you think uh, the big the big bad dragon and the lightning after this are uh, not really all that bad. No, we found out they weren't a big bad dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were just uh, they were just they were just a fortunate. man behind a curtain. They were just fortunate. Yes. All right. Anyway, 
So from the NHL, we will go back to the NBA for a second. Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets have uh, given him permission to do the uh, the sign and tra- uh, well the trade and sign thing right now. Is it looks like Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn and Brooklyn wants Kyrie out of there too. Here's the only problem, and this is wicked, wicked funny. As reported on by Wojnowski, you know, like the big NBA reporter, there is only one team that has any interest in a sign-in trade for Kyrie Irving, and it's the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, Kyrie has said that his, you know, it was a mistake to leave LeBron and all that. So I think that will go just fine. But the problem is, the funny thing is, only one team in the NBA wants Kyrie Irving. And according to sources as well, Brooklyn is not believed to be interested in the package the Lakers are offering to get Kyrie. So both these teams are at an interesting, well, both the team and the player are at an interesting impasse. You both don't want to be around each other anymore, but the team can't get enough value for you to make it worth it because nobody wants him either. This is wicked funny, honestly, to me. Mm. He sounds like... He sounds like an ex. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have leave, left him. I shouldn't have left LeBron. He treated me right, and I couldn't see it. Uh, um, I mean, did it, did did we not all predict this like two years ago or whatever this was when he went to the Nets? It's like he just is. He's just that. He's that person that will never make it work with anybody. Is he married? He can't be, right? I don't think so. He no. can't be. Um. I pre- probably should never be. <laughs> um, but, like, you, you messed it up with the Nets already. And, like, I, I, I won't, I'm not shocked that it's only the Lakers. Of course it's the I'm Lakers. a little shocked. The Why? NBA has such a high tolerance for just drama queen. Oh, you're surprised that it's only one team. Yeah, I'm surprised okay. only one team wants them. Okay. I was actually shocked by that. Okay. I, I'm truly shocked. I thought you were going to say you're shocked yeah, that, that it was the that's Lakers. That's like a like, whole on. new level of toxic that only one NBA team wants you. I'm not that surprised. Like, that is, like he is very bad. Oh, I know. We're like, and it's not, he's not good enough to be worth it. Like, LeBron will win you games and sell you tickets. Yeah. Like, there's value to him, even if he does ruin your team, even if he has a drama queen. Um, <clears throat> like, even Durant like is really good can win you games mm. and is not the loudest so but like Kyrie yes can be a pretty good player but like he is so loud he doesn't sell you tickets he doesn't really win you games so why would I want this guy anywhere near my team I don't know so I'm not that surprised that it's only the Lakers I guess I yeah maybe I'm surprised it's not at least second team out there but when I think about them it's just like who would put up with this dude no I know maybe the heat someone always seems willing to no him and Jimmy Butler would kill each other dude I heard they were cool until they have to play together Butler's all about basketball and winning I guess at least on the floor when it comes to game time and Kyle I'm telling his. But I heard they were cool. Kyrie's antics would drive Butler insane. I guarantee it. Um, so also from Wojnowski, if Irving declines his thirty-six million dollar player option, he would be eligible to sign with the Lakers for the six million dollar exception. 
Deadline is Wednesday to decide on an option. Kyrie's a weird guy. So if he's really done with Brooklyn because they don't want to kiss his ass anymore and they probably told him to F off. You know, like after they lost that playoff series, Kyrie was like, you know, moving forward, I think it's, you know, this is just really going to look like me and Duran upstairs with the with the front office making decisions. And then the front office was probably like, shut the hell up, Kyrie. <laughs> Get out of here. Why do you think you deserve to even be anywhere near the front office at this point? So I'm sure Kyrie could not take his view of the reality and what he deserves ever questioned or mocked. So I'm sure he really wants out of Brooklyn now. Do you think he would want out of it enough to decline a $36 million player option if Brooklyn seriously just told the Lakers no because you don't have anything to offer that's worth us trading him? Yeah. I think he might too. That would be really funny if he did. I think he's insane. I think he is insane. (laughs) Um, The other thing is, you know, if, if Kyrie leaves Brooklyn, do you think that Durant would also request a trade? Uh, it seems to be rumors that he is. I think it's only rumored because people think that, you know, he's, he's. I stand with my, my buddy Kyrie if they get rid of him. Oh, I, I didn't know. hear that. I, I don't just think... heard that he just, he knows he can't win in Brooklyn if Kyrie's not there. Really? He needs, he knows he needs somebody there. I mean, I, I, I you can't go to Durant and say, listen, we just got to get you somebody else. He's probably like, I hate New York. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Kevin. Which can, is completely understandable. I don't think Kevin can stay anywhere anyway. But I don't, do you really think so? I, I I think for them to be this public in their ripping of Kyrie and all that, I think they w- must have gotten some okay from Durant. So I oh, I, I no, would you, say, get, you keep going with that. You they would that, no, they one hundred percent no no yeah 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 they did no yes no they had to get the OD the okay from KD why because that's how the NBA works. You keep saying that, but like, that's how LeBron works. And that's kind of it. No, like, I guarantee it. Well, give me evidence. He's not that guy. Durant hasn't come out defending Kyrie at all. So, you think he would? No, I don't. And I think if Durant really wanted him, well, why would I ever think Durant's the guy to come out and do that? And if if they if Brooke if if Durant really wanted Kyrie there, I think he'd be telling Kyrie that he needs to stay, and Kyrie would be staying. But I think Durant is just sitting there in silence. I think the silence speaks volumes. Yeah, that tells me that Durant probably wants him gone too. That's but, my point. But I don't think the Nets went like, Durant, what do we do about this? I don't think they went what they do. They probably told him what they already feel. And they're like, listen, we just don't want to upset you because we want to build around you. We want you here. But how do you feel about this? And he was probably like, yeah, he's been a terrible teammate. Do whatever you want. I don't think so. Whatever. Whatever. You haven't given me anything that makes me think that. Uh, that's all I have for you. And just the, <laughs> the general dynamic of the NBA. I'm a, I, 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 I truly think if, if no one goes this hard usually about criticizing one of their players, as Brooklyn has, or this public about being like, yeah, we don't want to deal with you anymore. Yeah, that makes I, me I think, think that franchise doesn't give a damn about going like, hey, Durant, like we want to criticize your teammate. Like we're going to go ahead. We want to do that. Like, is that okay? Like, no, I think they'd just be like, hey, Kyrie, no. Mm. And the same, you know what? If it was Durant, they'd probably just be like Durant. No. Okay, we'll see. I don't. Know. I, I I I think they 100 percent have had conversations with KD. But anyway, from that to the next topic, teams moving, and they should. It is time 
for Oakland and Tampa to move. Enough already, MLB. Oakland becomes a triple-A squad, it seems like, every three to four years. The Rays have awesome ownership, right? They do such an amazing job with so little they have, and they deserve to have a little bit of money and some actual fan interest. It's time, and to me, baseball has some great spots to move, way better spots as an option to move to than any of the other sports, really. Charlotte, Nashville, and Vegas are all places that you can move a team. And they're super convenient because two of the locations mean that you don't have to really change the division, and it doesn't make a huge, weird geographical you know, proximity issue with the teams that they play in division. Oakland just moves to Vegas. It's not that far away. And Tampa moves up and still on the East Coast and goes to Charlotte. That's why I think those are the two that need to go. Nashville, you could totally do as well. But actually, I just I just finished looking up GDP, right? GDP of cities. I was shocked to see this. Do you know what the GDP for Charlotte was? They're the highest of the three, 1.84. Nashville, and I think it was 2021, I looked it up. Nashville was about 1.39. Las Vegas was actually 1.19. So Vegas actually had the lower GDP of the three cities, which I find very surprising. Charlotte is a growing city, by the way, too. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, so that GDP will go up. They've wanted a professional team for a while. I think Charlotte makes perfect sense for the Tampa Bay Rays. And we take Oakland. We move them over to Vegas because enough already with Oakland. They don't have the money. They don't have the resources. And the fans, they're fans of the Giants. The Giants drowned out that market. It makes total sense for both these teams. And I would love to reward what has always been a well-run franchise in the Tampa Bay Rays by giving them a fan base that cares, a city with more money, and a city that's on the up and up, and a far better stadium. I think they got to do it. And especially MLB, be ahead of the curve for once. Get to Vegas before the NBA does. For once, baseball, be ahead of somebody in something. Hmm. I mean, oh. That's fine. <laughs> Go. That's scary. Scary. But, like, I mean, I, it's kind of inevitable at this point that Oakland's going to move. I mean, I've seen the plans for that stadium that they want in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And it looks nice. It looks very nice. But like, there's no way Oakland's ever going to pay for it. Um, and I'm not a fan of teams moving, changing, stuff like that. I've just never been. I don't like change. <laughs> um, but if they move to Vegas, I'd be like, all right, I get it. Vegas is working for the NHL. Vegas is working for the NFL. So that whole stigma that like sports will never work in Vegas is clearly a thing of the past. Try it. It can't. It can't be any worse than Oakland. No. So nothing can be worse than Oakland, dude. Like, why not try Vegas? And like, baseball in the desert. You build a nice dome. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Tampa. I know. Are you Are you recording for yourself? You know, I'll record this Tampa one. Yeah, you do. Because. That. F you. Okay. Just a Tampa thing. <laughs> Put on the tissue box. Thank God for tissues. But Tampa. You know, I don't know how you can call the the Tampa Bay Rays a failure mm-hmm. when you never actually gave Tampa a try. You're in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. Like, 
That's not Tampa. It's not Tampa. That's what it definitely is. And I've been there. It's nothing there. Nothing there. There's nothing there. But like in Tampa, some nice things. Somewhat nice things. And here's why I like. I'm going to start with the obvious one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers do all right. Yeah. Some of that has to do with Tom Brady being there. Some of that has to do with like, oh, it's football. They're always going to make money. Blah, blah, blah. But Tampa Bay Lightning do all right. Mm. Tampa Bay Lightning do more than all right. They are, I think, they are the most profitable team south of the Mason-Dixon line. I don't have the number in front of me. But they got to be up there. You can't win back-to-back cups and not make some money, right? Mm. They had a sellout streak. I believe it's still going. It's one of the longest in the NHL. Tampa has fans. People on people question whether Florida could make teams work. Florida can make teams work. I understand it's a lot of people that move out of state, then move to Florida, so it's a lot of mixture of United States cultures and people bring their allegiances. So there's no real Florida allegiance. Not much, at least. But, like, the Tampa Bay Rays fans actually seem to be passionate. And I, I don't remember, like, exactly what I saw, but there's, like, Getting to the stadium in St. Petersburg from Tampa Bay is a nightmare. There's like a one bridge thing. It's like traffic, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's a whole thing. I didn't do it, but what I've heard about. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I, I don't want to move the Tampa Bay Rays. I do. I want to move them to Tampa. I don't want to move them out of state. I think these fans, these loyal fans, and I think there are more of them than the stadium shows. They just don't want to, they just don't want to put up with it, nor that crappy stadium. Um, for for what it is uh, uh, right now and like if you put it in this this if you put it in the city that they're actually named after i guarantee it'll be better it can't get it's another place it can't get much worse mm-hmm. so and like i said i i think these fans are far more passionate than people give them credit for it's just the stadium is in a terrible location it's a terrible stadium mm-hmm. it is a team that has been neglected forgotten about the MLB for a while. So I, you don't need to move them to Montreal. That whole idea. And here's the thing. That also soured. When they said, like, oh, we're going to do this half Montreal, half Tampa thing, like, that absolutely soured fans as well. It's like you have no passion to help this place. You just was like, all right, well, it didn't work. Let's get it out. You didn't do anything to make it work. You didn't do anything to make it work. It's a crappy stadium in a crappy location. They were set up to fail from the beginning. I don't know how you can call this a failure. They were never going to succeed with what you gave them. So I prefer you'd actually give them something in Tampa. But you have to build a whole new stadium just to see if you can get the market that seems like you haven't gotten and just hope it gets better just because we're closer to the stadium. You have to do that. And I get what a nightmare. I know. Get what a nightmare it is to get to Tampa. I'm telling you. St. Petersburg. No, no, no. Charlotte, man. Move them to Charlotte. Why do you think they would care? Just up the coast that's even closer to all the other teams that you play. Charlotte has wanted a pro franchise for a while. They have the Panthers. The city is getting bigger. It's growing. Charlotte wants a team. They do. They really want a team in, in there in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a growing market. It's, a, it's I mean, by GDP, it's even higher than Tampa Bay. Tampa's 1.69. Charlotte's 1.84. And Charlotte's growing. I don't really care much about the gross domestic product. You still get the retirees and the older people who move down to Carolina, just like you do in Florida. And you'll probably get younger people, too, because Charlotte is a, you know, it's a more active, vibrant city and money-wise, too. Growing. You think it's more active and vibrant than Tampa? I think so, yeah. Than Florida? Than Tampa Bay, yes. 
Tampa's a lot older. It's a lot of older people. Charlotte's younger than Tampa. It's a better market. It really is. Mm. You want to risk not moving, not getting that hype and excitement that you're going to get from going to a new place and team and people be like, we have a pro franchise here. You want to risk it in a place in Florida that hasn't really been all that great for pro sports in general, it seems, except since now Brady got to the Buccaneers. You want to build a multi-billion dollar new stadium in the same city that you have tried to get excitement and fan base for just under the circumstances. Well, if we build it in a different location, I'm sure the same people who weren't showing up in St. Petersburg will show up now. No, just bite the bullet. It's time. Charlotte wants a team. You have a place to go. Move to Charlotte. Mm, I mean, why wouldn't they show up? It's actually actually able to get to the stadium. It'll actually be close to them. Like, it'll actually be a somewhat decent stadium, even if they cut costs and, like, get a little cheap. Mm. But, like, we're Charlotte. So many old retirees who have moved down there. They're just still loyal to whatever team they were watching and lived in before. Nah, Charlotte's better, dude. I don't know. For what, though? For fans, a fan base, they'll be more I mean, successful in I've Charlotte. I certainly than never Tampa. really heard about the Carolina Panthers really having a passionate fan base. They do just fine. They just haven't played. They just haven't been that great. Okay, and that's different. That's football, and it's the South. So Carolina has to deal with the college football, which people care a lot about. So, what do you mean so? The NFL plays at the same time as college. They care about Clemson and stuff down there more. Okay. This is baseball. Most of the season, there's no football going on. They're not going to have the, any competition. They'll get the surrounding areas around them in. Okay. Virginia, so South City Carolina. also doesn't get any competition either, and they don't sell anything. The Royals? Yeah. I mean, I think when they're good, they do fine. Oh. Oh. I mean, what do you want? It's, it's, but it's not, it's, that's a money thing though, too. It's just not, it's a dying economy. It's a dying Midwest city. I mean, not as bad as St. Louis, but from a money perspective, Casey's not that great. The economy's not that great. Charlotte's way better. I'm just making the point of like, it's not really competition that doesn't, that keeps people away from the ballpark. People just and people don't have that passion for baseball anymore. I think if your team's good, they do just fine. Baseball does fine regionally. Generally. But nobody cares. No one has cared in Tampa. They don't care about the Marlins in Miami either. So why are we talking about them? It's a risky because it's the same state. You want to risk it building another new billion dollar plus stadium, despite the fact that Tampa could get no traction at all. Tampa is actually well run. Yeah, they are well run. Miami's not. No, they're not. At all. No. Why do they get it? Because Miami's slightly cooler than Tampa? Yeah. I mean, the Marlins don't get a lot of fan bases either. My point is both teams don't do well. So why bother? Why have a new project worth billions of dollars in a state that seems like it's largely failed as far as like getting traction for your professional team? Go somewhere else. I think failing in Florida probably still makes you more money than succeeding in a lot of other places. I bet you they make more money in Charlotte. Eh. Bet you. Anyway. No one goes there. What about the A's? I said I can go to Vegas. 
You think that's the logical one, right? There's sure. no reason to move them to Nashville. Stay over there. We can keep the divisions the same. Yeah. Yeah. No. no I, listen, I'm on the same wavelength there. I'm, I'm really like, come on, baseball, can you please beat the NBA there already? Like, I don't want to keep going on that. Do you right. keep them as the A's, though? Yeah. You have to. That's historic. It's a historic name. You probably do have to keep them as the A's. They're just the Las Vegas A's. That's not, That's fine. <laughs> Las Vegas A-holes. <laughs> Uh, like, like it'd be some good jokes out of that. All right, <laughs> you want them to stay in the same place that they failed for some reason. No, I, I don't know to, why, but want whatever. Them to move across the bridge. Oh my gosh, whatever, dude. Into actual Tampa no, Bay. No, no, no. Go to Charlotte, Tampa. You'll have a lot more success. All right, we are going to take our last quick break before we get back. We're going to talk some Aaron Judge contract. Our Tommy and Darwin report. As always, stick with us, guys. Turned. We are back. Ready to do this again. Mm-hmm. Starting it back up. Rev those engines. Anyway. So, uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, I don't Maybe it's the favorite for the AL MVP right now. Certainly making his case. Um, but, you know, you know what they say. There's nothing that inspires a player. I was about to say character. <laughs> nothing inspires a player like a contract year. And... They're having some problems over there in New York when it comes to Aaron Judge. So he just had his arbitration hearing, mm-hmm. and he was awarded $19 million for this year. Yeah, good for him. Rich get richer. Um, but that's not what this is about. He, after he was asked, because he, he set a deadline for his contract extension of opening day for this year. After that, he doesn't want to talk this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't reach that deadline. So he's playing on the last year of his contract. It's the arbitration. And after the arbitration hearing, he was asked by a reporter, did the negotiations make you feel better about signing an extension with the Yankees? And he answered no. <laughs> didn't say yes. Didn't give some long convoluted no answer. Didn't say even no comment. Just, nope. No, it didn't. Now, uh, the last offer Aaron Judge got from the Yankees was eight years, $230 million. That's about $29 million per for eight years. And he said no. He said, I'm a bet on myself. Uh, and he says, I'm going to try free agency next year. And his taste with the Yankees is souring, it seems. He doesn't really want to be in the pinstripes anymore, which is a weird thing to see. Mm, this has never been the case. No, it has not. Um, you know, if Steinbrenner was still alive, we would not be no, talking about no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> he would have none of it. He would get his people on it. But it's just, putting that the fact that this is weird to see aside. Aaron Judge bet on himself, and it is working out totally. 
People are talking about this man getting like upwards of thirty-five million per now, and he could go anywhere. Mm. So, I like Aaron Judge. I I do like watching him play. I, it was a shame that he has to be on the Yankees, but it might not be for much longer, mm. because Aaron Judge doesn't seem to want to be a Yankee anymore, and he's definitely going to try a free agency, and he's definitely going to get the bag. Obviously, unless he can, as long as he can stay healthy, and he's not the best at that, but it seems to be going well. But Aaron Judge is going off. Yeah, Absolutely is. going off. Now, and I said I, two weeks ago, maybe it was. I don't think he could keep it up. He's not going to get 65 home runs. He's just not. <laughs> it's really hard to do. But even yeah. if he only hits 40-something, even if the strikeout numbers go back up again and he gets maybe triple digits in strikeouts, what a year for Aaron Judge. And he's going to get the bag. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees ruined it. And I love that. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I've been looking this up, right? Um, according to this, it is NJ.com though, but it is Nightingale who's, who's, you know, well, he said, you know, now that they've done this, you got his money for the arbitration hearing and all that. He thinks there's no doubt judge hits free agency, but he also thinks there's little doubt judge goes anywhere, but stays in New York because he doesn't think anyone will outbid the Yankees after this performance and the Yankees will ensure judge stays here. That is true. It is hard to outbid the Yankees. But I don't know. He might just be like, I don't want to be in New York anymore. Mm. And it's no amount of money can make me stay type of thing. Now, generally, there is a price for everything. Yes. But I don't know. Who could outbid the Yankees, though? The Dodgers. The Dodgers could, but they just paid Freddie Freeman all that money. Yeah. What about the Padres? The Padres are the most likely one to me. Really? Yes. Because they continue to try and chase the Dodgers. And they'll do anything to try and get to the Dodgers. So I think San, I think the Padres would do it. Maybe. Uh, after that, maybe the, the Giants and the Braves. Really? I was going to say the Mets. Steve, Stevie I, likes to throw all the money around. I don't know. I don't know if Aaron will want to play for the Mets, though. He doesn't have to go far. He doesn't. That's a That makes thing. me think that. But that makes me think that, like, listen, if you're going to be in New York, just stay with the Yankees. Well, the thing, if you're going to stick it to the Yankees, though. And if you don't want to move to Boston, that's the next best way to stick it to him. There, Boston, the John Henry refuses to. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I think he had someone's, uh, the Red Sox could outbid the Yankees because they have the money, mm. but I don't think they would no. try. No. Um, do you think this depends on the level of success the Yankees have? What happens if they like only win one playoff series and are eliminated? Do you think that happy. they'll pay money? to keep judge because here's how i see it if they have not as much success as they should have this season especially with how great the regular season has gone i think that puts more pressure on cashman and ownership and all them to then pay judge and keep him there but let's say if they won a world series they might not pay judge uh i kind of don't think if you obviously you want to stay at the top but if you win Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to spend anymore, really, right? No. If the opportunity is there, maybe you should. It's like, all right, let's let's stay at the top. But, like, it's kind of where you start cutting costs. Mm. It's all right. We're the best. We can, we can save a little now. Yeah. And cut a little bit. Mm. We don't have to be that good. And let's, see, let's see how bad we can be and still win <laughs> type of thing. Uh, the Sox love doing that. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, the Marlins <laughs> love doing that. 
the Marlins take it to another level, bro. But they don't even care about no, how much little can we spend no, to still be successful. They win championships and then say, start for again. Start from, start from scratch. Yes. Everyone out. I won my money. Now let me get, make more money by making this the cheapest payroll possible. Yeah. <laughs> but like. Do you really see him going somewhere else? You really think someone's going to help at the Yankees? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think here's, I think here's this... the three locations. I think it's the pot, not including the Yankees. It's the Padres, it's the Braves, or it's the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays? I think they could do it. A lot of their core is young and inexpensive. Yeah. They're going to start getting paid soon. And they seem to have not wanted to really spend that much in free agency this season, despite how young and good the core was. So... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Who wants to go to Canada, though? If you're going to go to Canada, at least it's Toronto. I guess. And what do you mean? Who wants to? For $280 million. I mean, what? so he he turned down a seven-year. Eight-year. Eight-year, okay. Eight-year, $230 million. Which is twenty? I mean, it's twenty-eight point seven five per twenty-nine. Okay. So let's say he still wants eight years. I assume. Probably what three twenty-five. We'll go with that. That's four. That's forty point six million a year. Do you think that's that's the range we're looking at? Uh, I don't know. That's a bit much. That does seem like much, but how much is Trout making per year? About that. Yeah, and how much is Harper? About that, right? Yeah, but Mookie's not making that per. No, Mookie Mookie's is... like 35. You're true. That's right. Um, well, that's why I don't think the Dodgers will really do it. I think the Dodgers... The Dodgers still like to be a little bit smarter than that. Um, <laughs> all right, so 13 years, $330 million. Is what Harper is paid. Oh, so that's twenty five point three eight million a year. That's not oh. even that big. But he got. But it's a thirteen year contract. Yeah. So, uh, Mike Trout is Trout is twelve years, four hundred and twenty six million. So four twenty six divided by twelve is thirty five point five. Oh, okay. So I think okay, so- I think we're talking Trout level. Maybe a little bit less. No, I mean at this point, yeah, you're probably making. People are talking like he's gonna get thirty five per per year. Okay, for twelve years. I don't know about that length. I don't think it'll be. I think. I think. I think eight years, thirty four million. He'll probably want ten. Maybe. How old is he? Judge. He's not quite young, but he's not old. Yeah, but he's been hurt a lot. That's the thing. Yeah. He's 30 now. Okay. All right. So, yeah, all right. And you know what? Eight at, years at, is probably really good then. Yeah. At, at 30 years old, I don't think anyone would be crazy enough to give him that. And you know what? I would be, if I was one of these teams, I would, I'd be willing to pay Judge $35 million or more a year, but I probably wouldn't give him eight years. Give him another thing. The I would be like, I, I, I would be like, hey, I will make you the highest paid player in baseball per year. But you're not doing eight years. We're doing six or five. 
Yeah, but you're gonna make thirty-eight and a half million dollars a year for like six years. If you're the Yankees, you're gonna have the highest paid player and the highest paid pitcher. Yeah, that's ever. Why, yeah, I don't think this is why. Like, I don't think the Yankees are gonna do it. Like Eric Cole contract. Despite what Nightingale thinks they're gonna do, well, I don't think they'll do it because the luxury tax. And this is Nightingale's not Nightingale's always wrong. And this is not Steinbrenner. Nightingale's always wrong. Uh, he really is. <laughs> So I, I don't think he's staying there. I really, I just don't see it. As you said, you can't have the highest paid position player and pitcher in the day and age of the luxury tax now. Nah, it's just like, do you think that Garrett Cole contract is bad? Yes. I kind of do. He's so, he can be so good. I know he can. But he can be so, he can give up so many home runs. He can, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just like now with all the young pitching that they have that seem to be flourishing and I don't, it's just that's a lot of money I think he's 33 that's a lot of money to pay someone who only plays every fifth day in a league now that is you know increasingly become less about the starters yeah so it's not really yeah. even I'm not even making this about Cole's performance even it's just about where the game is where the game is at yeah and you know now you're gonna have to let go of Aaron Judge so, <laughs> you know, I mean, like if, in a perfect world, I, I would pay a pitcher in the way that like the Mets are paying Scherzer right now. I wouldn't want someone that old, but I mean, I'll pay you big money if it's for a couple of years. But as long as the cold deal is, yeah, I don't know if it's the best contract ever. Mm. And if they have to let Judge go because of it, you'll see that, you know, it's a lot of it is because of the Garrett Cole money. And the Giancarlo money. And the Giancarlo money. Because that's not cheap either. No, it's not. It's not. But yeah, no, despite what everyone thinks, the big bad Yankees, you know, how could they ever let this guy walk? If he hits free agency, I, I think Steinbrenner's dead. Yeah, Steinbrenner's <laughs> dead, bro. Because you know Steinbrenner would have been like, I don't give a about the cap. You can find me all you want, buddy. I'll go $150 million over that cap if you want. <laughs> Give me all of the luxury tax. But Steinbrenner, we don't have any money left. What does that mean? Find more. Get more money. I'll take it from my personal bank account. I don't give up. I want to win. I want to be the best. I'll get it from the Swiss banks. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Steinbrenner wouldn't care. You would know this is not a conversation if Steinbrenner is still the owner. Yeah. But I think he goes somewhere else. At the end of the day, I go, I think, San Diego, Toronto second. Atlanta third. See, I, I still think you can never you can never count the Mets out. Like Stevie, will, he's got deep pockets. Man. Stevie's a madman. He is. <laughs> he's probably the closest thing to Steinbrenner right now. Like he's like in with the feds. Like he's just like print this money for my team. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Like part of the part of the yeah. People don't know this. Part of the reason inflation is so bad is because Stevie is constantly printing money to pay his players. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mets' fault for that too. Yeah. Oh, I hope they don't win the division. That would be so funny if they don't. Uh, I don't think like I don't think anyone's going to catch them. Atlanta's getting there. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah, it was a double-digit lead. Now it's down to like four and a half. Sure, we'll see. <clears throat> but but eventually Scherzer feeling, and Degrom will come back. Gut feeling, gut feeling. Where does Judge go? The Mets. Okay, you think he stays right in New York, but goes to the Mets. That would be a black eye for the Yankees. Yeah, that really would. But like a St- Stein, George, George, George would be rolling over in his grave. 
He literally would rise from the dead. Just be like, this. what have you let? What have you done to my franchise? <laughs> we have the best player, baby, at baseball, and you let him go to the Mets? <laughs> what is wrong with you, son? <laughs> Doesn't his son own the team? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. He's like, where's Cashman? Go fire him. <laughs> I'm not going to do it myself, but go fire him. Joe Torre would never allow us. Joe <laughs> Torre? All right, we're done. All right. Time to finish this up. Tommy Report and okay. Darwin, as always. All right. In this, in this week for your weekly Tommy update, yeah. something we haven't mentioned in this show at all to this point. Yeah. His, one of his favorite targets retired. Yes. Rob Gronkowski retired, which is kind of shocking mm-hmm. because there was rumors. There was even a video of himself saying he was going to come back. Mm. But no, he is retiring. And you know what? Tom and Gronk, they cannot break the all-time record for touchdown duo, whatever it is, however you, you want to say that thing. You don't thing. think there's a chance he's going to pull the Eric Weddle and come out of retirement like partway through the season? He did say if Tom calls him um, and says he really needs him, he would do that. By like week 14, week 13, we're just gearing up for the playoffs at this point. Oh, maybe. But that won't get you there. They need like 10 to like to beat like I think it's Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. Like they need like ten. Oh yeah, that's that true. Record. But I'm just saying Gronk could come back just for the uh, just for the playoff he, yeah, time. He did say if Tom needed really needed him. And then uh, Tom tweeted out a picture of that guy with the phone that the glasses like in the in like the event where he's looking all like mm-hmm. like I don't want to be here on the phone type of thing at the any anyway. If you saw if when you see the picture, you you know what to talk about. Okay. But <laughs> but like so Tom. Tom probably is very upset and he's like, you can maybe hang out with these losers by myself. I'm going to have to talk to Bruce without my friend here. And I hate that. He doesn't have to talk to Bruce. Bruce will be up in the front office. Here's the thing. Bruce will come down and probably... Here's the oh, thing. Bruce already said he was going to come down. Did you see that? Bruce is going to come down just to bother Tom. I think so, too. Bruce totally seems like that guy. He's going to walk around with I him. I think Arians is that petty. He's going to start throwing red pens at him to scare him. Oh, the red pen. Oh, my God. And then um, Byron Leftwich is going to come over and, like, comfort him. He's like, the tomato can't hurt you anymore. Uh, All right. So that has been the Tommy Report. something in the water today. I think there is. All right. I didn't get enough sleep. All right. Are you ready? You're announcing this one. Yeah. All right. Drum roll. Let's go. This is the saddest one yet. (laughs) This is the saddest Darwin of all time. Why? It makes me sad. Oh, I know. I got you. The saddest Darwin of all time. We do feel bad for this individual. Yeah, I mean, I don't because I don't like him. But, but like, like we do. But but at this point, it's it's crazy. He just he has to win the Darwin. It's bizarre. It's it's a bizarre thing. It's true. All right, yeah. let's go. This week's Darwin Award winner is Jesse. Take it away. Who is it? Corey Perry. Corey Perry. <laughs> Why? He has lost the Stanley Cup Finals for the third straight season. After losing in the Stanley, as a member of the Dallas Stars, he lost the Stanley Cup Finals in 2022. The Tampa Bay Lightning. He then went and signed with the Montreal Canadiens, a team that wasn't supposed to go anywhere. But hey, you know, old man trying to keep it up. Uh, keep playing. Didn't mean anything. Didn't mean any uh, innuendos there. Uh, anyway, stumbles into the Stanley Cup Finals, plays the Tampa Bay Lightning, gets smoked. Says, I'm not ready to hang up the skates yet. I'm going to sign with, well, the team that beat me twice in a row. Can't beat them. Join them. Tampa Bay Lightning makes the finals. Loses <laughs> to the Colorado Avalanche. And like I said, I don't really like Corey Perry. I don't like his game. I don't like his attitude. But, like, I can't, I feel for this man. And what really, like, I was laughing about it. Mm-hmm. 
And then I saw a gif of his hot wife crying in the stands after. And I was like, you know what? That really has got to (laughs) suck. It's got to suck. Like you, this is your dream. Like you want to win the cup. That's what you fought your entire life for. You're at that point in your career where no one wants you. So you top teams to hopefully at least play. Hoping that you can make the finals with somebody. And you did it three straight times, but uh, you lost all three. You lost. Yeah, you're, you're great. You you clearly know something. You're clearly great at picking something. Mm-hmm. Just not quite at picking the winner. <laughs> is there anything like this in sports before? I don't know. I don't think I'm there is. sure there has been somewhere. I don't but know. But like, I mean, you mean to tell me there was no member of the Buffalo Bills for those four straight years that just was on the team those for all those years? No, but to go to a new team to every... A team hop? Yeah, to go to a new team every year, make a finals all three times, and lose every single one of them. I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine there's ever been anything like this in sports. It is. It is, it is tragic. It's tragic, <laughs> and it's also just like... Heartbreaking. What are the odds? I want to get a mathematician in here. Just like, what are the odds of that happening? I mean, when he signed with the Lightning, like, I don't want to say I saw this coming because no one saw this coming, but I thought, like, well, you're cup chasing, obviously. And it's like, all right, you're looking for it. You're old. That's what you, that's what you do. I'm not going to judge that. You're cup chasing. Um, <clears throat> that's what the whole point of the plane isn't it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, like, oh, I guess that's a great team to – possibly do it again but like they can't win three in a row they can't win three in a row and then the closer got then and again when i saw the structure of the stanley cup playoffs it was clear who was making the final Mm. at least in my eyes and i just thought to myself man poor curry perry (laughs) and it came true (laughs) that's funny that's insane all right that has been it for slow your roll this week guys big series this week toronto and the Sox. NL East, uh, AL East matchup. Sox could, uh, you know, from cement that second place spot a little bit further, or you know, slide back down to second or third place. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. That has been it for the week, guys. At Slow Your Roll on Instagram, Slow Your Roll on Twitter, and SlowYourRoll.com um, for articles, uh, links to past episodes, and clips from the show. Um, so thank you very much, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. And good luck to whatever team signs Corey Perry next year. <laughs> <laughs>